You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. Hello there. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Life Repurposed. Today, I am happy to welcome a special guest to the show. We have Stephanie Hovland with us, and she's an author and a speaker. Stephanie has published several devotionals, children's books, and educational materials, and speaks about staying connected to God. She hopes to help others tend the fire of the faith-filled life God has given them. Stephanie lives in Wisconsin with her pastor husband, Greg, and they enjoy seeing their two adult daughters grow in their faith, families, and careers. I'll be linking to some of Stephanie's books in the show notes at michellerayburn.com slash 52, and I'll include her devotional for women, um, some of her arch books, and also stay tuned for a free resource that she's custom created for us that is going to be on her website. So you'll want to get that because it's going to help you in your personal faith journey. So join me in welcoming Stephanie Hovland to Life Repurposed. Welcome guest Stephanie Hovland to the show. Thank you. I played a little game with my husband on a recent episode. So my husband joined me uh, for the first time on the podcast. He's not normally on with me, but we played a little game of Would You Rather? And we were talking about our new book, Classic Marriage. So I thought I would ask you one of the Would You Rather questions just to see what you would say. (laughs) It's not a hard one. So... When it comes to date night with your husband, Greg, would you rather stay in or go out for date night? Can I say it depends? Sure. It depends where we would go. Okay. Um, we, t- we typically stay in quite a bit, but we go out every Friday night for fish fry. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we both chose stay in because we live so far from restaurants and ours always end up with a stop at the departments like you know pick up something at the grocery store or the home improvement store and that didn't make it feel like date night (laughs) so we'd rather just stay in sometimes but that's fun all right so stephanie's husband is a pastor and we're going to be talking about spiritual growth and habits and one of the questions i'm going to ask stephanie in a few minutes is how being a pastor's wife affects some of her thoughts on spiritual growth too. So as we're thinking about this episode, we're talking about reinventing spiritual growth habits in the midst of the hustle. And we're really living in uncertain times right now more than ever. And I think people are craving spiritual roots. But when everything's upside down and our routines change, it's hard to create consistent habits for our personal spiritual growth. So we're talking about the things we do every day to connect with God. And Stephanie, you've said that despite having access to devotionals and Bibles on the internet 24-7, listening to inspirational podcasts, and having more access to spiritual experts and leaders than ever before, we still feel disconnected to God. Why do you think that is? I think that it's just a matter of, sometimes I think maybe it's a matter of having too much things. You know, mm-hmm. when you have a lot of stuff around you, you almost feel like there's too much. It'll always be there. I can always get to it. And then we forget. Or for me, I get, um, I'm kind of routine oriented and yet part of me rebels against routine. Mm-hmm. So 
I love the routine of doing devotions in the morning, but guess what I didn't do this morning? <laughs> I didn't do my devotions. And I even have a book sitting right here, and I could have done them, and I didn't. So I think part of it is I know it's always there, so I could always look at it, and yet mm. I don't. And part of it is uh, maybe that rebellious side of me. Um, I'm not a huge rebel. I'm just not. <laughs> I was I was always, like, tried to be the good girl growing yeah, up. Me too. Way before... <laughs> Way before I became a pastor's wife, I just wanted to be the good girl and do everything right. And I still, that's why it bothers me. I still struggle with it because you would think I shouldn't. Um, I, what excuse do I have? I, I don't. I love how that <laughs> makes you human. And that's why I wanted to ask you about being a pastor's wife. Do you set yourself up with more expectations or more pressure? Or do you think that's an internal thing? Or do you feel external pressure? I, it's, I don't, nobody ever says anything mm -hmm. to me. Um, but I think they just think I already do that stuff. So that's probably why they don't say anything. They just assume that I'm, you know, digging into my Bible every day. And here's another confession. I started a Bible study probably three or four months ago. I got it. I've done the same. I, I love this Bible study by this lady, and um, I've done one before by her with an accountability partner, which apparently I need again. <laughs> and uh, I am on week two. I started months ago, mm -hmm. and it's sitting there. I, it will sometimes sit there for a couple weeks, just guilting me every time I walk <laughs> past it. I leave it out on the table. Um, but lately, I've gotten to it, except today. And sometimes I'll just read a, a sentence that day or mm -hmm. I'll or work through a page. Um, it, it bothers me because I know that you can live life without ever doing this stuff in the morning. But for me, when I go without it, even for a day, mm -hmm. I get this yearning to get back to it. And I get this kind of irritation. Like, I need mm -hmm. to do that. It's kind of like skipping breakfast, <laughs> For me, like my husband can skip breakfast and that it's not a big deal. For me, I then I'm hungry all morning. Mm -hmm. That's a good it's way the of same putting thing. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing with God's word. Like I can skip it because I'm distracted or I have all this other stuff to do, mm -hmm. but I feel that hunger for it and I really miss it if I don't do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that you're giving that true confession though, because I think in any scenario, whether it's thinking about our pastor's wife or our Christian friends, sometimes we think they have it all together and they're doing something we're not. And so we're setting ourselves up for that feeling of guilt in comparison. And really the hunger is a better way to think of it. Like I'm hungry for God, therefore I need to go to his word or I need to read a devotional. And I just think that's a different way of looking at it. It's helpful, like listening to our own hunger signals. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to eat a big meal if somebody else is, you know, I'm, I'm not going to skip eating if I'm hungry, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, if someone, yeah. no one else is hungry, I'm going to get a snack. So it's like, why does it matter if they're hungry? Right, right. And I do miss it. I really do. And yet not enough apparently to be routine. And I'm a routine mm -hmm. person. I have other routine stuff mm -hmm. I do every morning. Um, I'm thinking for me, I have an app where I check little chores off in the morning <laughs> And I'm thinking maybe I just need to add that to my, mm -hmm. my list because I love checking things mm -hmm. off more than actually doing them. I need to find out about that app because I've been looking. Can you customize your own thing? Um, yeah, it's list? actually, it's the Fly Lady app. I don't know if really? you ever follow Fly I've Lady. heard of her. 
Yeah. Well, I used to do it a long time ago and, and beat myself up every day for not following through with everything. And so now I have her app. It's free and it is customizable. You can delete some of her stuff and add your own in there. Nice. I'll link to that in the show notes. I'll find it, oh, add it to my phone and I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> That'll be at michellerayburn.com slash 52 for those who want that as well, because I think it is something that, you know, it's so every day you can check it off and the next day the list appears again. Yeah, you reset it every day. Yeah, that's great. That's a good reminder. I mean, that's the thing. We have technology available. We can put reminders in our phone. We can put things in our calendar. And yet, like you, I don't always do those things. I don't use the resources that I have. And I had a question to ask you about how busyness affects us. But I'm wondering, you used a word, you said distraction. Do you think we're really too busy to do time with God in the morning? Or do you think we're more distracted? Yeah, I for me, I'm just very easily distracted. My brain is always going 15 different directions. <laughs> and honestly, that that app so it reminds me to brush my teeth. <laughs> I I am I am truly one of those people that would walk out and get into my van um when I was teaching full time, I'd get into my van and do a mental checklist and go <laughs> deodorant? Yes. Uh tooth teeth brush? Yes, because I can as easily as I can forget devotions, I can forget like basic stuff. <laughs> so um, I think for me, I'm just distracted. I'm thinking mm -hmm. of stuff I have to do today and all the stuff I should do. And then I walk past a room and it's all cluttery. And I, oh, I should have done that last week, last year. And it, I just com get overwhelmed completely. Mm -hmm. And I even forget the essentials. <laughs> I have the, actually our personalities are similar in a lot of things. I know we have a lot of differences, but I've known Stephanie for quite a while through our connections as writers. And we've talked before about liking habits and routine. I could really relate though, when you said that you're changing it up all the time, I get in a groove and I think it's working and people ask me like, what works for you? And I tell them, and then like four months later, they're still using it. And I'm like, oh, I've moved on to a new method. <laughs> <laughs> that and linking this back to the whole spiritual stuff, mm -hmm. I purposely have at least two or three um, different devotional type things going on at once mm. so that if I get up that morning and I have a really busy day and I remember that I have like this devotion book propped open mm -hmm. somewhere, I can at least read the Bible verse. Mm -hmm. Or I have a Bible in another spot so that if I happen to sit down to there to drink my coffee, I can read one of the Psalms. I have a Bible study book in a different area. So I have a, if I have a little more time, so it's kind of, I do try to set myself up for success. I just sabotage myself <laughs> apparently all too often. Um, and I try to have something that's really kind of um, short and shallow mm -hmm. and then something that's deep for those days where I need to really dig deep. And I want to know the Hebrew background okay, and a word yeah. from the Bible. I try to have all those things so that my, my brain that, that craves routine and variety mm -hmm. can have both. I like that because when you're, what did you call it? A not snack. What did, what did you call the small, shorter devotion? Oh, I think I said short and shallow. Short and shallow. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's a good way of looking at it because I'm more of an all or nothing person. So if I have the really deep devotional and I think, well, I don't have 20 minutes, I don't have a half hour today, then I do nothing. 
because I'm all or nothing. If I so even the idea of just reading the scripture feels wrong to me. I'm a rule follower, yeah. but yeah. I love that permission to like, okay, why not read the scripture today? Read the scripture again tomorrow along with the meditation. Read the short and shallow one, and then have something versus thinking it's an all or nothing. Yeah, I, in fact, this last week because I've just been focusing on some other stuff. I've been reading the same Bible verse over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not my typical thing, but it's here and it's what I've been doing. And I'll get sick of it real soon and switch to something else, I'm sure. Well, but that really is the concept of meditation, of meditating yeah. on God's word. is just repeating it. And tomorrow you might have a new outlook about it because of something that happened today. So that's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, and I heard somebody say they like to take the same Bible verse and read it out loud, and then each time they go through it, they emphasize a different word. Okay, yeah. And then just see how it hits them. I haven't really done that, but like right now, I'm at home alone with my, just my dog. Is so Buddy, I could in, totally there, is Buddy in your office with you today? No, no, he's not. He's sleeping in the living room. <laughs> yeah, I have my grand dog here today, and he's out in the living room too. We should do a Zoom connect sometime with the dogs. <laughs> Well, we've talked about the struggle, and I think our listeners could relate to the struggle. But now let's talk about some solutions and how you've made it work. You've you've given us a taste of some of those, but let's get a little more into that practical stuff, too. So I'd like to know what changed or changes in you when you practice the habit of doing personal devotions. Like, I want to think about the why. Why is it so important? You, you touched on that a little bit. Yeah, I... I the whole breakfast metaphor for me, I think, fits me pretty well. Mm-hmm. I do sometimes let it go for days. And I, every single time I go, why am I so irritable lately? Why am I feeling more scatterbrained and more um, kind of disconnected, just mm-hmm. not even disconnected with God, but disconnected with everything else? And, and every single time I'm like, oh, you did it again. Mm-hmm. You forgot to read the word. Or it's usually not that I forget. Because I have these reminders everywhere. Hmm. You didn't sit down for even 30 seconds and read a Bible verse. And I've gotten, I think over the years, one thing I have gotten better at is praying. Mm-hmm. I am constantly praying in my head all day long. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think that's enough. And for me, I have to go a step further. I have to actually, instead of just being a one-way me shooting messages to God, I need to read his word mm-hmm. for me. I mm-hmm. need to read the Bible at some point or hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I told you before we started talking, I've gone audio quite a bit. So I used to listen to an audio version of the Bible that was um, a dramatic reenactment. Oh, yeah. And I used to do that. And I haven't done that for a while. But like even listening to a verse of the day or reading a verse of the day, have it pop up in your computer, um, anything like that for me, I just, the day goes better. Mm-hmm. I am able to handle the stress and stuff better somehow. And it sounds like it's a magic pill and I don't mean it to be that way, but there is something about it. Um, I think it's because it's foundational. Mm -hmm. It's a grounding thing maybe that my, my whole self feels centered and grounded for the day. And so everything else that comes, I just feel like I have a firmer foundation Mm -hmm. instead of just kind of floating and dealing with stuff all day. Yeah, I'll catch myself sometimes opening social media first before I have spent any time with God. And there's such an angst I get when, you know, I'll read a news post and I'll I'll be crazy enough to read the comments on it or something. And when I'm feeling that angst, that's my reminder of I need to open my Bible app 
for a while I was sharing the verse of the day because you can do it on my Bible app with the graphic. I need to do mm-hmm. that again because often other people would comment then on social media, like it touched them. And I was just doing it because I was desperate for something from the word so that I was starting my day on a better note. Yeah, I think I heard, I don't remember who now, maybe Michael Hyatt, somebody like that. Talk about the first thing that you see in the morning um, kind of is the foundation for how you're going to react to the day. Mm. So if you check your email, Mm -hmm. you tend to be um, styling your day around everybody else's demands. Mm -hmm. If you go out for a walk, um, depending on what you listen to and what you do while you're on your walk, that helps Mm -hmm. make your day more focused on like you directing it instead of everybody else. Social media, it would mean that you let that be the first thing in your brain. Yeah, it's true. how we start the day, I think, is pretty important. Right. So that's why even if we have only a few minutes picking up our phone, if that's our habit and we can't break, I mean, we can, but if we choose not to break the habit of picking up our phone first, why not put the social media apps on the second page on the home, you know, on the screen and have the Bible app on the home screen so that we can tap that and, and do that first. I think that we've been talking about the word devotions a little bit here, and I want to ask you what makes a good devotion, but first I want to know how we would define that. When we're talking about devotions, um, people can't see us. Stephanie has held up a little book that she has, a print book of devotions. We've talked about apps, but what are devotions? Um, In my experience, devotions generally start with a Bible verse, have a little story, anecdote, something uh, more worldly to start with. And then there's an application where it connects it to the word of God and to your life. Usually there's a takeaway, like you walk away from it thinking of something you could do or think about differently. And then a lot of times they end with a prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of different formats out there. I've seen some really long ones, some really short ones somewhere. um, Aside from that Bible verse, they don't mention God's word at all. They kind of let you make the application. Mm-hmm. So there, there are a lot of different choices. And, you know, if, if you went your whole life without a devotion book in front of you, you'd be fine. Mm-hmm. If, you have, if you have God's word, that's more important. And that's the foundation for those devotions. But uh, I think a lot of people just feel like devotion books meet a need mm-hmm. um, to, to spend time with God and think about how it applies to their life and kind of mm-hmm. a little nugget to stick with them through the rest of the day. Yeah, so it's just planned out already. I don't have to just mm-hmm. flip open the word and randomly land on something. Somebody right. has it on paper for me. Um, we Sometimes in my family, we refer to devotions as any time we gather around the word. So it could be a devotional, which is like the book, but it could also be just opening the word and talking over something too. So it's a term that we use interchangeably for our time with God yeah. in addition to a book. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of families do things very differently. Like this one lady told me that her, um, her teenage kids wouldn't sit still, her boys. And so she used her, their um, shooting hoops time. Uh-huh. That was their devotional time. Nice. And she said, we didn't go out with anything like pre-planned. We would shoot hoops and she would just try to find something mm-hmm. that she could make kind of a faith talk, like not a big scripted mm-hmm. sermon type thing, but just a connection. Yeah, And I think, that is enough too. And I, I kind of, I wish I could find a word that's different than devotion. 
Yeah. Because you don't have one. A faith time, spiritual formation, that sounds too formal. Well, some people call it quiet time, but then not everyone knows what that means. You know, like uh, in, in youth group, right. the kids were, our kids were encouraged to have a quiet time. And that was a term they used. But yeah, not everyone uses that one either for their right. time with God. So one of the things that's important is to have discernment when it comes to resources, because there are actually some things out there that call, like they have the label of devotion or devotional, and they talk about God, but there's no scripture in them at all. They're based on more new age concepts, but they're called devotionals. And they're actually in the devotionals categories on mm. Amazon. So how do we figure out what is the right resource to use? I actually saw something call itself a devotional and it was like a grammar tip for every day or a writing tip or something oh. like that. It had nothing to do with God's word at all. But the whole idea of having a little tip to apply to your day that's why they called it a devotional. Oh, so okay. I thought that was fascinating. Um, I have been thinking about this. Um, a lot of denominations and, and some churches will have their own bookstore or their own uh, printer or publishing mm -hmm. house. Um, if your church has something like that, you can always go there because they're saying that this is what they recommend. And if you you love that church and, you, and it clicks for you, then you know that what they have probably would fit your needs. So it's like they've um, curated it for you, which right, is nice. Right, right. And, I don't, and it's not saying you can't go outside of no. that, but sometimes when we're looking for something, we, we want a reliable source. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's disappointing when you get a book home and you've paid for it and you read partway through and you go, this is not, mm -hmm. this is not coming from my faith background. I can't relate to it. They're saying things I don't even agree with, you know. Mm -hmm. um, another thing you can do is think of people in your life that have faith that you respect. So like a faith mentor or somebody from church who, you know, seems to have their life together. You know, they don't totally, but um, you could ask them what, what they would recommend. Mm -hmm. I would ask them, like, what's the last um, devotion book or, or faith book they read? And then ask them what they thought of it. Because mm -hmm. sometimes you get into a book and then <laughs> yep. you don't recommend mm -hmm. it to anybody. <laughs> um, so you could do that. You can always ask a pastor or another church worker. Um some questions I ask when I look at my own resources is, is it spiritual or is it biblical? Like mm, I want it yeah. to actually be biblical, not just inspirational. Mm -hmm. um, I might read those other books at other times for other reasons. Like I love self-help book, mm -hmm. books, but they're not my devotional books. Right. Um, and I, I even think Bible studies sometimes are so deep that I only want a nugget at a time. Otherwise mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like a devotional either. Um, I would also, for me, I like it to be very much about Jesus and not just about what I need to do in life. Because I've come across a lot of devotion books that are very focused on living a good life and, and living according to God's rules and stuff. And then I don't see talk about Jesus. I don't mm -hmm. see talk about him forgiving me because, you know, I can't do all that stuff mm -hmm. perfectly, even though I should try. Um, so I always look for the Jesus element too. How do they talk about Jesus? Um, you can get a whole Christian theological book that never talks about Jesus. Yeah. So for for me personally, that's that's something a box I need checked as well. Yeah, for me it is too, especially in reference to the cross, because anytime we think about the cross, we're thinking about conforming our lives to Jesus versus trying to fit him into our box. So 
things that make me feel good aren't always truth. You know, like right. sacrifice or um, surrender or even confession to God. Those are things that take some humility and they don't always feel good. I don't know if humility doesn't always feel good to me. Um, but the, the feel good part comes in knowing that I'm looking at truth. And if the takeaway from a devotion is that something in me needs to change, it's not condemning. It's more inspiring me to be more like Jesus. So that's what I personally look for is something that yeah. inspires me to be more like Christ. Mm -hmm. And um, not necessarily say all the things that my ears want to hear. <laughs> true, true. There are a lot of feel-good um, stories out there. And sometimes I need that, too. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I do need a feel-good story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like I said, like the short and shallow, like I was talking about, mm -hmm. uh, if I did that every day, even though some of these are a little meatier, they're very mm -hmm. short, um, I do feel like I need to dig deeper. So mm -hmm. I... I kind of play on my moods and my time and my attention. Yeah. yeah. So before we move on to talking about resources, I wanted to ask you how you keep yourself on track then. Like you said, you I... you're only two <laughs> chapters in to a Bible study book. Like how, what do you do to get back on track when you've realized that you're off track? Well, I, I try to set myself up for success in a lot of different ways. And so even if I fail, I'm more likely to succeed the next day. It's not mm -hmm. going to be like I just abandon it forever. So um, I think I've mentioned a couple things already. One is to put stuff everywhere. Um, yep. and, it, and you have to do that without cluttering stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I talked a couple weeks ago, I talked online about doing like a prayer basket. So if you had a, a basket that you could put your devotion book and some other things. Some people like to light a candle or something while they're doing their devotional time. If you put that in a basket, then you could take that. And, you know, if you have a busy young household, you mm -hmm. could even escape to go weed the garden. Nobody's going to follow you to weed the garden and do take that basket with you and do a short devotion book. And then um, you could think about that stuff while you're weeding, you know, mm -hmm. to carry a Bible verse with you while you're weeding would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so I try to place things around. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I am going to add that to my app now, since I've been very good about checking stuff <laughs> off. I will add it to my app. I have added it as a calendar uh, reminder on okay. my phone before. So it, it goes off for me in the morning. I've done that. And that has helped. Um, the accountability partner, I have only done that once now, but that was very effective. Mm -hmm. we, we were both really busy teaching and for us to take about an hour and a half out every week for six weeks was a big commitment, mm -hmm. but we loved it. And because we were doing that, we spent time in our Bible study almost every day wow. um, because there was so much material you mm -hmm. had to go through. And then we, we would get together once a week. We would talk for like 45, 50 minutes about the previous week's stuff, like anything that hit us. Mm -hmm. And then there was a video segment after that, and we'd watch the author talk for about 15 minutes about the next thing, and then we would pray together and we'd leave. And the accountability thing was, that was huge, and it was a yeah. great way to get through a thick book, and it was a more difficult topic too. Even with the small devotionals, if friends would both buy the same one, and just text each other the same way I do with a friend. Sometimes I text her and say, I did my crunches today. You know, and <laughs> if you're doing the yeah. same one, you can actually talk about it then, you know, say a takeaway from it. Right. So and that would be kind of cool. 
And, you know, you can connect something really pleasant to it. So if you were going through a Bible study, like the one I'm going through very slowly, um, I could meet with a friend at a coffee shop or we could, you know, if those aren't open right now, mm -hmm. or meet, meet somewhere with a treat or something like, you know, something special. Yeah. Um, then you're more likely to, to follow through on things because mm -hmm. you get a treat with it. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of stuff. That could be fun too. Yeah, that's great. talk about resources. Stephanie has put together a custom resource for us and it's going to be in the show notes linking to Stephanie's website and that will be um, you'll find it on the show notes at michellerayburn.com slash 52. And so what she has is some tips for us. And what I love is that she's organized it by senses. And for some of us, it's just personality. Like you've mentioned candle or setting up the environment and so she's organized it by smell sight hearing touch and taste and how we can make our devotion time a little more interactive so stephanie can you tell us a little bit more about the tip sheet that you put together sure i know um as a teacher um i remember reading some brain science stuff when i taught piano lessons i did an experiment with a couple of students where i'd heard that the more you use your senses the more you're better able you're uh to memorize something you are. Mm. So we were coming up to a recital and I had, I know I did it with one student for sure. And I tried with another, they put a peppermint in their mouth while they were playing. And so they had, um, they were touching the keys, they were hearing it, they were sucking on the peppermint and they were smelling the peppermint. Um, and wow. girl at least said she thought it helped. Mm. Um, you had all your senses involved. So with devotion time, um, it can help your memory connect to the concept you're reading about, but it can also help you stick to doing devotions. Um, if you, especially if you're trying to tie it to a certain time of day. Mm -hmm. um, by the way, you don't have to do devotions every single day. It might be that for you, once a week, mm -hmm. maybe Saturday mornings, your family sleeps in and you get up early and you light a candle with your favorite scent and you eat a donut you bought just for yourself. And, or maybe you, go, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's just this extra special time and you spend a whole half hour um, reading through God's word. That could really work. But, but involving the senses, um, it invests our whole being into the moment mm -hmm. more than just a flyby, read a Bible verse because I'm obligated kind of thing. Right. Yeah, Stephanie, you were the one that introduced me to the Woodwick candles first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not a commercial for them or anything here, but I like that <laughs> crackling sound because I don't have a fireplace. And so it just adds to like it makes that time with God feel special to have the candle and the crackling sound. And um, you've talked about turning the lights down if that's, you know, whatever makes you feel connected. Sometimes turning the lights down takes away some of the distractions just like closing our eyes when we pray. And for me, it's just so I don't see the things around me. <laughs> right. Yeah, you don't want to be facing a sink full of dishes right. while you're trying to do devotion. <laughs> Although I suppose there would be a creative way we could come up with propping something up while we're doing the dishes. Yes, and that's where I think, um, that's why my audio thing has really kicked in mm -hmm. the last couple of years. I listen to so many podcasts and audiobooks while I'm doing something else. So yeah, if you, especially if you have headphones or earbuds that block out a little bit of other noise, mm -hmm. you could be doing dishes and listening to 
Um, I know they have devotion books on Audible because I have bought them before. Mm -hmm. And I have actually used that in the evening when I go to sleep. I try to listen to something calming before I go to bed. And usually it's a book. Mm -hmm. So if I set up my Audible account that it'll play and they have these really nice, um, um, I don't know what you call them exactly, but earmuffs kind of for sleeping. They're Uh flat. So you can lay on your side and listen to it. Um, if I set it up to be done when that devotion's done, um, it'll just start going through it. I start thinking about it and I usually fall asleep before the end and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't think I'm falling asleep on God. It's more like I am falling asleep with God in mind. In and presence. he, Yeah. And yeah. he's kind of tucking me in for the night. Mm-hmm. That's, so, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So there are also some podcasters out there that do a daily devotional or a weekly. So they're not all, you know, I love practical like business tips or organizing tips or listening to stories of people tell their before and after, but there are some ones that are five minutes out there that you can listen to as well. Perfect. And that would be perfect for some of your morning routine stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're wiping down the counter and brushing your teeth and opening shades and making the bed, that's about the time it takes for, for right. an audio devotion. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. I'm not going to share all of the tips on here because I want people to go get your tip sheet, but is there anything that you wanted to highlight on there? You know, this last year, I really got into Huga, you know, at H-Y-G, that whole thing. That's how you say it. (laughs) Yeah. As I was reading through this this morning, I was, I had spacing issues on this. I was reformatting it and just, you know, making it look nicer. Um, I realized some of the things fit that whole concept, that comfort. Mm -hmm. So it really is up to the person um, what comforts them. And and I'm comforted with God's words. So I'm going to pick the stuff on there. Like I have a candle in the other room that has uh, vanilla and lavender. Mm. And I love that. Now in my office, I have a lemon mint candle because it's a little more stimulating. Mm -hmm. So if I were doing morning devotionals, I would choose a scent or other senses that are a little more stimulating Mm -hmm. and have God's word kind of propel me into my day. Mm -hmm. And then at, in the evening, I would do more of those Huga things and wrap up in a quilt, maybe even with the air conditioning on, I'd probably do that anyway. <laughs> Fuzzy socks and, you know, some decaf coffee, maybe just something warm and soothing um, before I go to bed um, because then it's cal- then I'm calming down with God. Right. So it's really, it really depends on the person. And I'm hoping if there's something that somebody um, kind of, if it triggers a new idea for them, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that email me so I can add to my list. Okay, great. So I would great. love to add more ideas on there. Yeah. And Stephanie's website is stephaniehovland.com. And Stephanie is spelled with all E's. There's no A in there. So it's not Stephanie. How do you, how do you tell people how to spell it right? <laughs> I don't worry about it too much. Well, but we want um, to find stephaniehovland.com. It will find it with the A too, because I bought that domain. So it'll you point did. to this one. That's <laughs> yeah. so smart, because I've seen lots of people spell Stephanie's name wrong. <laughs> well, not wrong. I've actually different. seen it a lot of different, really, really weird ways with F's and Y's. And yes, so. but I do want people yeah. to check out your website too. And then we'll have a link in the show notes to that little tip sheet that she put together. Is there anything else that you really want to tell the listeners today about devotions? Because I know we've we've not even covered half of what we talked about. Yeah, I think 
broaden your idea of what devotions are. Mm. Instead of thinking there's like one right way to do it, like you have to read this devotion in the morning, which is what I, I was not brought up on that. But for some reason that was in my head that that was the right way to do it. Um, forget that. If that doesn't work for you, then don't do that. Do something totally mm-hmm. different. And, and it doesn't have to be a book. And it doesn't, you could be out walking in nature and thinking about the Psalms mm-hmm. or praying to God. You know, there are so many different things that you could be doing. The main point is find something that fits you, your personality, your situation, your schedule, your place in life right now, and just connect with God however you can connect with God and get his word in there somewhere, mm-hmm. but don't, it doesn't have to be a right way or wrong way. Um, just connect with God. I love that. Cause we're rule following girls and you just gave us permission to break some rules. There yeah. are no rules. So that's great. God wants to be with us. He yeah. really wants to. Be with us. Yeah. So I guess that's the one thing that I take away from our conversation too, is that this is not an obligation that we're trying to fulfill. It's not like I have to do this. This is something I want to do because God wants the connection with me. And that time is something that's going to change my life. And so I'm motivated not because it's a rule and something I have to do, but something I want to do. Yeah. And we miss it when we don't have it. And I realize God made us that way. He made us Mm -hmm. to be with him and with other Christians. And that's why I think a lot of people are really struggling when we can't be at church with Mm -hmm. our Christian friends, or we can't connect with people in the same way we have before. Mm -hmm. Um, It's because God made us that way. So we are missing something that he made as part of us. And the great thing is that we use that yearning and that missing and that hunger to reach out again and to connect Mm -hmm. with him and to connect with each other. That's good. Thank you so much for being on Life Repurposed. And I hope to have you back again. We can talk about more things. Stephanie is a writer. So as I shared at the beginning of the show, she has several books. You'll find links to her website because she does have uh, devotional books for women. She also has written arch books. And those are something as a kid made such a difference in my life because of the little Bible story books that kids read. So we'll have a link to stephaniehovland.com on her website too. So thank you so much for being with my listeners. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com. I'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. I'd also love it if you would like, review, and share the information about this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for listening. 